Want to advertise your business in a cost-effective way? It's time to give podcast advertising a try. Research shows a high rate of podcast listeners made a purchase as a result of an ad they heard on a podcast. Visit podbean.com slash brands to launch a cost-effective podcast advertising campaign in minutes. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com slash brands. Welcome to Yolitics, the home of cold beer and hot takes on Texas politics. All right, guys, uh, this is a special episode of Yolitics here. Um, I have a, a brand new beer, and I'm kind of going in the Jason Wheeler direction of beer choices. This is oh, an IPA. What are oh, you it's drinking an IPA. today, Jason? You yeah. know, it's funny. We keep talking about IPAs, and, and we joke about this a lot, but I, I don't really like IPAs. I, I don't think I've come across one yet that I've thought, I need to have that a second time. <laughs> but the weird thing is, is I keep buying them. That's all you have, that and fruit beer, man. It's, it's like, like I'm on Belgian a, or something. It's like I'm on a search for the IPA that I'm eventually going to like, uh, and I haven't found it yet. And I hate to say this, uh, but I had to come into the office today um, and I hate to say that just for that reason, but I'm, I'm here at the office. You're chilling there at home. You've got a t-shirt on. I'm here in the office and have a starched white shirt on. We have like flip rolls here. I never right. am the one who's overdressed. Uh, and so therefore the only alcohol I have, and I'm not kidding you, is this hand sanitizer that I've brought to work with me here. Don't this is the only alcohol that. I have, and I am not drinking that. No. Le- le- Although le- it might taste alone. better than an IPA to me. Let, let, let me try this. I'm not going to do that. I don't recommend it. This what is, is what uh, is this? Woo, as soon as you pop it open, wow. This is uh Dad Gum IPA. You had this? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Dad Gum. And I like where it's from, uh, it's, which is Rar and Sons in Fort Worth. You're always on point. You're always giving a see? little hint as to what we're talking about. That's that's why I selected this this beverage today. We're talking about Fort Worth. We're talking about the mayor's race there. It made a lot of news, not just there in Fort Worth, across the state. And of course, uh, even some national publications picked up the mayor's race in Fort Worth. It happened on June the 5th because of two things. It was a millennial versus a minority. Either way, it was going to be a woman who runs the city. And it was a millennial, Maddie Parker, who just won that race. So uh, we talked to her right afterwards. We talked to her ahead of time. And I wanted to talk to her afterwards because, you know, a lot of people say the the uh, the easy part is the campaign is getting elected. The hard part is actually governing, especially at a time when people seem so divided, even at the local level. I mean, what are people upset about at the local level? It's not as tribal as the R's and D's are on the national level. I think people are so divided no matter where you look at them. Right. Uh, but but they don't put the divided. R's and the D's in, in, in Fort Worth when, when they do these uh, local elections. Uh, it, it's supposedly, you know, quote unquote, nonpartisan. But, y- you know, you can tell by the big guns that uh, they pull out uh, for the different campaigns. You know, you got Beto O'Rourke campaigning on one right. end. You've got uh, Governor Abbott uh, campaigning on the other end. So you know who's for whom and who's with which party. Uh, so even though it's, quote unquote, nonpartisan, it's always partisan when it's politics. Uh, but Fort Worth is just such an interesting animal. I think both of these parties were looking at this. You know, they, they just got done with the 2020 election. Heck, it's still being you know, looked at again uh, in a lot of places right now. It feels like it never ends. Uh, but, you know, we just got done with 2020. Both of these parties are looking ahead to 2022 already. And I think they're always, Jason, looking for some kind of a litmus test of, well, how are we doing right now? Are, are we... 
you know, winning over hearts and minds and votes right now. And it looks like, uh, you know, at, at first glance here, you know, Matty Parker won this thing, which would, you know, look good for Republicans. But uh, Democrats don't have too much to cry about here because uh, they pulled off something with city council there. Yeah, the, the Democrats flipped city council again. Municipal races, city government races in this state are not partisan. But as you mentioned, everybody looks at, at kind of who people fall behind. City council, though, has flipped now to 5-4 Democratic lead on that. But, I, you know, talking to Maddie, and you're about to hear from her uh, in just a moment, and th- this interview is different. Because this interview is not all about policy and campaigning. How do you stand on this issue? What's your position on that? This is a little more uh, about her personally, about her children, about her age, about, um, you know, the, the political legacy she hopes to chart as we move forward here over the next four years in Fort Worth. And I learned some things about Fort Worth. I, I like Fort Worth a lot. The Kimball Art Museum's a, a cool place. Um, I did not realize, but it makes sense. Uh, that Fort Worth, the average age there in the city is 34 years old. Mm-hmm. So you and I would be senior citizens as uh, as far as the average age goes. But Maddie, yeah, Maddie's 37. She's on the upper end of the average age. I've been rollerblading out there at TCU on the campus, though, <laughs> and I feel like I fit right in. Yeah, you're the only one out there rollerblading. Do you ever see any? I forgot all about this. Do you ever see any other rollerbladers? I do. I come across them. And I'm telling Two you, I, I fit right in with this younger crowd. And they're all in their late 40s, early 50s like you, right? <laughs> and everybody's going, what are they doing here at the university? Are these professors? Yeah, they're thinking, what the hell are these guys on? What, what, what is this? Uh, but but let, let's get to this. Uh, let's get to this conversation with Maddie. We, we we called her up the other day right after she won. And I just wanted to share this with you because Maddie Parker is a name that will be with us for at least four years. And at her age, uh, she is likely to be around a lot longer than that. As far as politically speaking, she really has a future. So let's talk to the new uh, mayor elect there in Fort Worth. M- Mrs. Mayor elect, thank you for the time. Thanks, Jason. Good to see you. Have you gotten used to that title yet? Not really, honestly. And I'm still Maddie, but it it feels good to be focused on the next stage of governing rather than the campaigning. That's for sure. Uh, I want to talk about kind of the elephant in the room here. That that is your your age. Uh, The first millennial mayor, you're now one of the youngest mayors of a major city in in the United States. I don't make it too big of a deal of this, but how how important, how, uh, how, how big of a deal is it? Well, I didn't know it was a big deal. I didn't even know the fact was I was the youngest mayor and leading a big city until one of the publications, I think Star Telegram or Dallas Morning News reported on it. Um, I think it's incredibly exciting. I'm humbled, quite frankly, to be able to take the torch on behalf of my generation and say I'm ready to lead with integrity and a focus on what it looks like to lead a big city. Um, It's funny when you're campaigning, you meet wonderful people from all walks of life. I met CEOs that have built phenomenal businesses that are 10 years younger than me. Like they're in their late 20s doing huge things. So the fact that we maybe had an age discrepancy in governing is something we can correct. But mind you, Jason, it's not just me. We have a young council that's going to serve us. I was just talking with another fellow incoming council member, um, Elizabeth Beck, and we said, let's have our kids at the swearing-in on Tuesday. So if you want to get your popcorn out, I think there's 15 kids or something like that under the age of 15. That's what you're going to see on Tuesday. And it just is a reflection of a city that's emerging from COVID-19 in a positive way. We're going to unite this city and work together. And I know that my generation can do that. And I'm excited to get to be the leader of that effort. When you run 
when you won the runoff election, uh, what did you tell your children? You have three children. Well, I do um, different things. My daughter is 19. And so she understands it a bit differently. And, and, you know, is independent now and in college and such. And um, it was just a moment for us to kind of reflect. And she's very proud of me, but also kind of doing her own thing. Right. Um, When you're 19, you get to do that. For the boys, it's different because they've been a part of the process because they've been in the house and needed their mom and their dad around. And they were willing to sacrifice quite a bit um, during the campaign cycle. But my son, Grayson, who's 10, Jason, introduced me on Saturday night. And man, I got choked up watching him introduce his mama and speak with such bravery. I asked him afterwards, said, weren't you embarrassed? Or, excuse me, weren't you um, nervous? And he said, no, mama, I practiced. I was all good. Um, and he said it just like that. I just told them that um, your community doesn't stay great without, without someone willing to serve. And whether you're an elected official or, you, or you're volunteering in the nursery at your church, or you're a teacher or a doctor, or a police officer, it doesn't really matter. I just explained, this is where I think my talents are best suited to serve. And so they've been a part of this campaign the whole time. There's not many four-year-olds, he's now five, that knew who was running for council, what color signs they have, and who won ultimately. So I'm proud of those boys for sure. Maybe Grayson is a, another generation of a, of a leader coming up. They were already whispering about that. That's true. <laughs> wow. Some would say the easy part is behind you. Now comes the hard part of actually governing. Governing. Uh, first day on the job is Tuesday, the 15th of June here. Mm-hmm. What is on the top of your agenda, the top of your legal pad to do? Well, Tuesday is largely ceremonial, right? They'll have a a swearing in at 7 p.m., both for mayor and the council members that are joining us, which is going to be exciting. Um, So Tuesday, the 15th at 7 p.m. is that date. And then after that, it really begins the work of sitting down with city management and department heads who you really couldn't meet with during the campaign cycle and understand what's happening at the city. Um, First and foremost is our budget. How are we performing in what's been a really difficult year and a half during COVID and focused on making sure our fiscal year is strong moving into 2021-2022? That's first. Um, Second is how are we going to pivot in this historic time for the country um, economically? And you and I talked about that a bit when we first had our interview. I want us to be laser, laser focused on an economy that works across Fort Worth. That's additional corporate relocation, support for small businesses and corporations that are based here already. And then an entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial ecosystem that really serves people differently. And that's it's important because we're exporting talent in Fort Worth in a way that I think is troubling. And I want us to really focus differently. And it has to be a priority right now um, because of COVID, everything is being reevaluated. And third is infrastructure, because we've got historic amount of money coming in from Washington. Um, and we've got to really take the responsibility seriously to make sure we put that money to good use. What's that money going to be used for? Where do you think it goes? Well, I, I spoke to our city manager this morning, and he's going to kind of put together a full purview of where um, city staff is going to make recommendations. And then importantly, our new council members are also going to have a say in that. So it's going to be a collective um, a collective effort. And then we have to make sure we're communicating that widely across the city of Fort Worth. This is um, a one-time expenditure, as I said, both CARES Act dollars and additional infrastructure dollars once Washington, D.C. decides what they're going to do with that. Um, and we need shovel-ready projects that are um, to make sure we're performing well for our city. Are there any shovel-ready projects you think that uh, you'd like to see? Go Abs- well, I know for, for a fact that our city management team is ready to, to, to strike and do that as necessary. And then, you know, you probably worked with Michael Morris and the North Central Texas Council of Governments. Yeah. Michael's always got some shovel-ready projects um, for Tarrant County and Dallas County and Collin County. So, and Denton, for that matter. So we're going to make sure Tarrant County gets our fair share. 
and that Fort Worth residents are well represented. But the budget obviously is the first thing on your agenda. Um, there is a little more money coming in, $8.3 million from, from uh, property taxes, just the growth mm-hmm. in the valuation of properties. There is a CARES Act money, which is a one-time expenditure that's coming from the federal government. So there is a little money to, to play with here. Do you see any major changes in the budget? Possibly. Um, I think we need to prioritize a few different things in the city of Fort Worth. Um, I want us to prioritize safe, wonderful, high quality neighborhoods. And I'm not saying right now, Jason, that that's not happening. And sometimes it's what you're doing and how you communicate it to residents and make sure everyone knows, hey, I'm excited about what the city's doing. This new community center or this investment in parks and outdoor space, um, that should be first and foremost. Um, Second is, importantly, with our crime control prevention district funds, how are we using those in a really smart way to help serve our officers is something I want to prioritize and making sure we're communicating that out to residents and making sure we're truly using it for crime and prevention. I'm anxious to sit down with Chief Neil Noakes and his command staff on their recommendations moving us forward. Um, and then third is this focus on economic development. Now is the time. You probably heard me say this. It's go time in Fort Worth. And I mean that sincerely. And that's a partnership, not just with our economic development department, the city of Fort Worth, but also with the Fort Worth Chamber of Commerce, the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, and our Metropolitan Black Chamber of Commerce. Focused on what it looks like to support our businesses here, that they can compete on a global scale and also recruit the next corporate success stories into Fort Worth, which we haven't been doing as well um, in the last several years, if you compare us to some of our peer cities in Texas. What is Fort Worth doing wrong? I don't think we're doing anything wrong. I think what you're going to see is is us just really take off. For the last 10 years, you've seen us continue to grow and start to get noticed in a different way. We were not the 12th largest city or this growing metropolis for long, right? For 20 years, we really hovered at half a million people. We have stepped out of the shadow of Dallas and and other cities um, in Texas. And now is the time for Fort Worth to shine. It's an incredibly business-friendly, high quality of life. We're a young city, average age is 34, second highest percentage of young families. All of these things bode well for us. We also have phenomenal education stories going on right now in our communities based in our 16 public high schools, our charter schools, private schools, all across our our city. All those things are kind of pushing us to be this next all-American city where everybody's focused and saying, hey, what are they doing in Fort Worth? And I want to be a part of that. Let me ask one more question about the budget. And I do want to move on to some other issues here too. Um, You have seen this in the news probably, if not, if you haven't already talked to them, but the Trinity Metro bus service wants $25 million from the city budget in order to uh, uh, create some dedicated rapid bus lines to several neighborhoods. Yeah. Do you support that money? I don't think it will come from the general fund. I think if we can get $25 million towards some of those special projects that Trinity Metro is supporting and recommending, it's likely going to come from additional federal source, whether it's CARES Act dollars or these infrastructure dollars. That's first and foremost. And why do I believe that? Because we have to keep property taxes as low as possible. Importantly, though, um, I am excited to work with Trinity Metro, their board, and their professional staff on what it looks like to have a public transportation system that really serves all residents across our city. You probably heard me say, Jason, our priority needs to be on the residents that need, need access to transportation for jobs, education, and healthcare. That's our first responsibility. And I'm excited to work with the professionals that are hired to do just that, but at the same time, have respect for the fact that dollars are limited. And I don't think general fund is likely where that's going to come from unless we just have a boost somewhere because of the balance we're seeing in CARES Act dollars or infrastructure dollars somewhere. There are now five Democrats on city council, four Republicans. The the council kind of flipped. Obviously, municipal government and municipal municipal races are, are nonpartisan. But how do you expect to manage that? 
Well, I think I'll remind people about 98% of the things that happen at City Hall have nothing to do with party. Occasionally, there's some things that pop up that may feel more partisan in nature. And it's the way I just described. I understand I'm one vote at City Hall. I will be an effective mayor because I will build consensus and make sure we're working together every step of the way, knowing the priorities of my fellow council members and what they want to do on behalf of their districts and their residents, and then continue to move the city forward. We all have that same attitude. We've talked about it on the phone together. Those that I've, got to, I've gotten to connect with everybody, those who were on council before and our new council members, to focus on what it looks like to lead differently. I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican. I do think people are exhausted of the pendulum swinging back and forth. And are we really ever getting anywhere I think you have to perfect the art of compromise and consensus building. And there's no better way to do it or where to do it than at a city level, count, uh, at, at a local level. And I think Fort Worth's going to be that example. I'm excited about it, honestly. There are obviously some some other major issues that the city is dealing with, which you'll have to confront as well. That's racial diversity, uh, uh, policing issues, and the upcoming trial of a police officer. Mm-hmm. How do you expect to navigate that now with your new title? You're no longer a candidate. You're actually the mayor-elect and will be mayor on Tuesday. Yeah. Well, first, I need a bench of people around me that represent a diverse background of ideas and experiences, racial background, ethnicity, religious backgrounds, to inform how we move forward as a city together um, and focus on uniting with one another rather than dividing. That's first and foremost. And truly, that's how I'm going to govern on any issue, but most especially on some of these really tough issues like police community relationships and getting through the trial of Officer Aaron Dean. Um, I've talked a lot about this recently, and I'm not at all trying to minimize the importance of the trial and working with community to stay calm and focused, but I want us to focus on the legacy of a Tatiana Jefferson. What a remarkable young woman that she was and how we as a city are going to step up to lead differently and talk about her life and her legacy and make sure in Fort Worth, it A, never happens again, but B, that we honor who she was And the fact that she was taking care of her beautiful nephew that evening and their entire family was disrupted, destroyed in many ways. And we have a we have a a real responsibility to be different in Fort Worth. And when I talk about that bench of people around me, that's the kind of push I want us to have and what it makes sure to Fort Worth um, continues to be this fantastic place. We will learn from our mistakes and we continue to strive to be better. So those are tough moments, Jason. I don't have all the answers at all, um, but I know I have the heart to listen and lead and my actions will speak louder than words. Have you started to create that bench and who do you think would be on it? I've started to. Yeah, absolutely. You know, some of it may be, you may see me put bench on there of people I ran against in the mayor's office. I, I mean, mayor's race, I said all along that I wasn't running against anybody. I was running for Fort Worth. So those are the type of people, some that I've worked alongside in the community for years that I would always have fun little spars with back and forth on different issues. I want people to be smarter than me in the room, push our ideas differently, not just folks that are at City Hall or on staff, um, community leaders in in all areas of our community is is first and foremost. Um, Am I reading between the lines there? Is Deborah Peoples someone you've reached out to to be on uh, on this bench? I haven't had time to reach out to anybody yet, candidly. But as I told Deborah when I spoke to her on Saturday night, that we will sit down, we will talk. Um, I'm anxious just to get to know her a little bit better, other than a one minute or two minute um, rebuttals, quite frankly. So, and Deborah's not the only one. You've got, you know, Councilwoman Ann Zeta was a tremendous leader for the city who just who just stepped down is a great example of someone I want to work with in the future. A couple last questions here for you as well. You mentioned property taxes a moment ago. Is there any way? 
that you see that the city can reduce its effective tax rate to, and I realize that city taxes are only part of everyone's tax bill that they get every year, but is there any way for the city to reduce its effective tax rate to give any type of a break to property owners? Well, first of all, I don't know, right? We don't, no one really knows until we understand where the appraisal values come in. Um, and that that final certification of the tax rolls comes to the city through the city manager's office. We'll have an idea of what our revenues look like. I would absolutely love to support that opportunity if we can in any way fiscally. And maybe this is the year to do it if we have additional funds coming in from other sources. But the other thing I want us to really work on, and, and this is not to um, minimize how painful it is to write a property tax check every year. Our family does the same thing. But I try to remind people, your tax bill is one third is the city's responsibility. That's your police, your fire, code, water, trash, parks could keep going. And I want us to demonstrate the value you're getting for the amount of money you're writing to the city of Fort Worth. I don't think we've done that in a really clear way. I cannot control school district, property taxes, TCC, any of those other jurisdictions, JPS, but I can control the way the city of Fort Worth communicates to our residents what value you're getting um, for the tax bill that you're, the tax check that you're writing over to the city of Fort Worth. Finally, uh, Maddie, what should people expect from you over the next six months? A lot of listening, a lot of being in the community. I'm a pretty straight shooter, Jason. And the thing you get with me is even if we may not agree, you're going to know where I stand and understand why we're making that decision. I will lead very collaboratively with our city council members. We're going to be a body of one focused on moving Fort Worth forward. I'm excited for the diversity of ideas and experience that are going to be on council, a new excitement, additional new staff members, all of those things. Um, And then again, watch us really boost this economy. I cannot wait to work on those things together. Congratulations again. Thanks for the time. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for having me. So Maddie talked about the entire time there, building a consensus. You know, one thing she said that I I wasn't prepared for, and I always get surprised sometimes in these interviews, she wants to build a bench, a diverse bench. You heard her say there just a moment ago, uh, of people with different ideas, different races, different uh, socioeconomic backgrounds, et cetera. And she even uh, said, suggested, or even said that uh, that would include people who ran against her for mayor. I said, you no, know, you heard me say there. So does that mean Deborah Peoples is going to be on your bench? Have you spoken to her? She said, well, not yet about that, but she strongly suggested there might be a, a place, a role for Deborah to uh, provide input there, which would be a strong thing uh, to do if you want to unite the city. What a what a strange and yet refreshing concept that is, though, when you think about it, how just nasty politics has gotten and how tribal, as you were saying earlier, it has gotten at the national and state level. And it's like, you know, can we use these local incubators to start bubbling up uh, into state and federal government to where, you know, it's not all about this scorched earth policy and, and let's just burn it all down for the sake of winning and, and and, and just annihilate the opponent and consider them absolutely evil and 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 like an arch enemy to actually be able to try to say, hey, you lost the election. I won the election. Let's keep kind of working towards something here because we both obviously cared about it because we both threw our hats into the ring to run for this. It would just be really nice to see that. And who knows? You know, maybe this is, you know, she's young and, and maybe we're starting to see this new generation, whether they be Republican, Democrat or independent, uh, coming into different offices. Uh, and, and maybe we'll start to see 
that at the national level. I think a lot of people, uh, you know, have been you know, a little bit put off and, and kind of surprised by, you know, some of the, the facts that, you know, we keep seeing the same people over and over again. And it's like, where's the fresh blood? Yeah, indeed. And maybe Fort Worth is an example for people to follow, for, for other uh, cities to follow, for other uh, levels of government to follow as well, too. We will see how Matty Parker does over the next few years. The the economy is obviously coming out of the COVID shutdowns. Uh, boosting the economy is one of her priorities. Education, mobility, transportation, those are all some of her priorities. Uh, so we will see how she tackles that as we move forward here. She is sworn in on Tuesday night, the 15th. And she said her children will be there. They were with her along the way on the campaign. Uh, and this will be a, a different type of swearing in than we have seen in the past 15 or plus years, uh, at least there at Fort Worth City Council. You see more little kids there at the at the swearing in yeah. ceremonies than we've seen in years past, for sure. How, how often do you see any kids uh, <laughs> You're right. you, you know, at, at, at city council or, or at any level of government like that? But nevertheless, uh, we just want to share that, that interesting conversation we have with Maddie. I hope you got something out of that. As we collect these, um, you know, this summer, we're going to share those with you as well. And as always, thank you so much for downloading and subscribing to us here at Yolitics 2. Y'all have a good one.